Uh, my next guest is a renowned speech therapist who set up the stuttering clinic at the Vitz Donald Gordon Hospital and is the South African representative for the International Stuttering Association. She's also one of the founders of Speakeasy, a group, it says, run by people who stutter, for people who, who stutter. And uh, she'll be here in just a second to talk to us about the reasons some people stutter and the best way to treat adults and children. I'm joined uh, on the line now by uh, Dina Lillian, a speech therapist uh, from Speakeasy. Uh, Dina, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank you for having me on your show. Uh, Dina, how, first of all, how true to life um, in terms of um, the accuracy of, of the stutter and of the treatment was the Queen's speech, uh, the King's speech? I'm presuming, I assume that you saw it. Yes, I definitely did see it. And we know that um, stuttering has been around since the beginning of time, if one believes in the Old Testament, since the times of Moses. And um, stuttering is when the forward flow of communication is disrupted by any repetitions or blockages. And as we just heard in the extract, you could hear some of the repetitions and blockages that King George did have. So that, that, I would say, could be a true representative of a person who does stutter. Obviously, over time, therapy has changed. And I think um, on the, in, the, in the movie, and you see him with marbles in, in his mouth and screaming out the window, that has definitely been the past and is not the, the present in terms of how we as speech therapists deal with stuttering. So obviously it has changed over time. Um, in terms of treatment for for stuttering, um, it, it would depend on the individual, you know, and what he or she pre- presents with. Mm. But it's very eclectic as well. So sure. the whole thing about stuttering and therapy is about the way to manage it for an adult. Right. Okay. Uh, let's mm. let's go back to basics and just and just start with with what is stuttering, um, and is stuttering the same as stammering? Is it just are we talking syntax here? What's the? Yeah, stuttering and stammering are actually the same thing. Okay. They use the terminology stammering in England and stuttering in South Africa and Australia and America. Yeah. So stuttering and stammering is the same thing. Basically, stuttering, I mean, what speech is, is a forward flow from one sound to the next, from one word to the next. Basically, stuttering is when that, that forward flow is disrupted. However, there is such a thing as normal disfluency, which most people do have, which is like ums and ahs, etc. A stuttering-like disfluency is when there's a repetition of a sound. So it would be la 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 like that, versus just one one repetition, or, or it would be a block where a person cannot get a sound out. Okay. Um, and then in terms of the best ways to, to sort of deal deal with a stutter I don't know if deal with this is quite the quite the appropriate term um, manage yeah. man, manage manage a stutter exactly um, I want to talk about that in a second but but what why does why does somebody stutter and and I think if you've if anyone if anyone's ever heard anybody with it with a stutter it, it must cross your mind and it's crossed my mind but what's what's behind this why why can't the person just get the word out yeah and that's that's a great question and that question has been asked by centuries and for decades 
And researchers say, quote-unquote, that stuttering is a complex interplay of a number of different factors, which is a lovely way of saying that we actually don't know. However, we do know that some of the factors that do contribute to stuttering is A, genetics. 65% of people who stutter, there is stuttering in the family. And an interesting fact is that mostly um, men will stutter, they're a female, so one in every four is a female. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also physiological factors involved and um, family dynamics do contribute. But it's very interesting also to note that some people think that anxiety causes stuttering Mm. and anxiety generally does not cause it, but it may exacerbate it. So if there's an underlying predisposition for, for, for stuttering, then anxiety would perhaps um, make the stuttering more on any severe time or day. Okay. Um, I mean, there's the, the sort of the discussion about neuropsychology and, and, yes. and genetics, etc., all that sort of thing. I mean, I happen to know somebody who, and, and I, it sounds amusing, but actually I say this very seriously, he only stutters when he's had a drink, when he's, when he's drunk. And that's yes. the end. but it, but it's it's a certain no that's that's not strictly true. He his stutter becomes more pronounced, um, more prevalent yes. when he's when he's had a when he's had a drink. Yeah, stuttering is very paradoxical, and in a way, it's still even after so many years and so much research, it is still quite enigmatic where we where we don't really understand stuttering as such we do know that stuttering is cyclical and it differs from one person to the next so with one person they they may say that when they drink they are more fluent and another may say when they drink they stutter more so and certain things we do know about stuttering is people who stutter don't stutter when they sing they don't stutter when they speak alone they don't stutter when they speak to animals or babies. So these are certain things that we do know generally about stu- about stuttering. I'm going to stop and you there. Still- You've just you yes. have just completely enlightened me. I knew that I knew that people didn't. I knew that singing was was said to be a great way of of helping people with a stutter or or getting getting words out. I don't know. If, again, do forgive mm-hmm. me if my if my if I'm being no, incorrect or insensitive. Um, but I'd never heard that about talking to. Sorry, you said that mentioned when people were on their own or when they're talking yes. to animals. Or babies. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's fascinating. And why, why, why was, why is that? I mean, there's been, there is ongoing research into why this happens, um, and you could say there's an element of psychology involved in terms of the anxiety and it's very interesting I know I'm jumping but within an adult you have the overt stutter which is what you as a listener would hear which is the repetitions and the blocks but there's a whole bulk that 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 may develop over time and that's the um, the anxiety that's what we call the covert part, part of the stutter the fear and the embarrassment obviously which 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 may develop over time as a result of people's reaction to that stutter. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. that's and, and people actually don't, I mean, people may see a person who stutters, but they don't actually re- know that that person who stutters has problems, say, ordering in a restaurant or 
answering the telephone and may actually avoid or substitute words in those situations because of that fear around stuttering. Sure, this is fascinating. Uh, just yeah. explain, how, how, is, how would you diagnose a stutter? Well, um, in terms of stuttering, if someone, you know, it's important to go to a speech therapist who has a special interest in stuttering. Um, and obviously, if there's repetition, so repeating sounds or syllables and blocking where words don't come out, one would go to a speech therapist and in an adult or a child, feelings of anxiety, embarrassment, substitution of words, avoidance of situations. Okay. Um, I mean, have you have you and have you ever come across somebody whose whose stutter has been has been so bad that they've you know it's been difficult to to for them to sort of complete a sentence or to to understand or to have a communi- you know to have a, a a dialogue with somebody and then they've after treatment they're able to to communicate quite freely. Absolutely. There have been. I mean, and I have a private practice here in Joburg, and. You know, there have been, and I have come across some clients of mine who initially have really battled on every word, and by the end of therapy, um, they are able to speak um, and manage their their speech quite well. I mean, the and the reason actually why I got into this field was because I started quite badly as a child as well. Gosh. So I've actually been on both sides. Mm. So it's amazing actually to see how, how a person can manage their speech over time. Absolutely, absolutely. So mm. just talk us through, the, through the, the different types of therapy. We were talking at the very beginning about the, uh, obviously, marbles in the mouth is, is not, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen anymore, uh, not absolutely. advised. Um, so tell us about some of the, the techniques and the methods that you do use. Um, they... They are very individual in terms of per per person, and there there isn't an instant or magical cure, but it happens over time. When we're dealing with um, children, we um, we we recommend early intervention. So a lot of indirect therapy as well, where we deal with the parents and with an adult. It's giving them strategies and techniques in order to get in order to say to say the word, and also we're dealing as well with some of the emotional impacts that the stuttering may have on on the on the person as well. Which would be what? What would be some of those the the emotional impacts? Well, the embarrassment and the anxiety, and you know, so, some people will just walk away from a person who stutters. So there's that frustration as well and that that is what we actually deal with as well as dealing with the actual overt stutter which is giving them uh, the person who started techniques to manage it so as an adult we may not be able to cure it but I believe and over my experience is dealing with with people who stutter there is a way to manage it and it's important that people are aware and employers and and you know shop assistants you know of how to deal with a person who stutters and to maintain eye contact and not to finish their sentences or words and to give them time because that's really important and I know that saying things like sort of, you know, stop and, and breathe, not particularly helpful either, I gather. No, 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 definitely not. It's about waiting. It's about waiting for that person to to complete their, their sentences and giving, you know, and just showing that they are patient and and allowing them the time. 
Are there any long time, uh, long term, uh, sort of psychological effects of of having a of having a stutter, or is it less so, so much about the the actual having the stutter and more about how people have are, are dealt with who have a stutter, causing the see, causing the problem? It's, it's really interesting because it's a domino effect. So um, because of a person initially when a child first stutters at the age of well there's there's a period of normal disfluency with any child which occurs between the ages of two to five years old. Eighty five percent of children will outgrow this disfluency and the remainder of the kids may not outgrow it. Initially it is just a behavior, so it's just a repetition, mama or did a dad. But over time, as there are negative reactions from the person who they're talking to, and as a person becomes more emotionally mature and reacts to and to that, there may become a psychological component to it. So then the one may negatively feed into the other and as a person as a the listener will um, may may laugh or snigger, you know, or may t- turn away. The person who stutters may feel bad, and therefore there's your negative domino effect. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Uh, would you talk to us a little bit then about Speakeasy? What? Yes. How did that come about? Speakeasy is a self-help group for uh, for people who stutter. It was founded by people who stutter for people who stutter. And it's and the whole um, and there's a there's a group in Joburg and Cape Town and Durban, and um, the whole point of that is meeting other people who stutter, talking to them about their experiences of stuttering, and for those people who have attended therapy and and do have a technique to practice technique. So because stuttering is something that's out there, but people don't know about it and not sure how to handle it. So it's just a way of putting it out there and sharing um, and even bringing spouses or parents or siblings, you know, to, to, to that meeting. Absolutely. And presumably there's nothing, there's nothing quite like this sort of around, um, or that there, there wasn't before Speakeasy came around. I'm, I'm guessing a shortage of support in this area. Absolutely. And even to, even now and today, we do have the self-help groups, but there's actually quite poor attendance. So it's, it's, you know, and it's great that thank you again for inviting me on the radio to speak about this because it's about getting the, and the message out there to all people who stutter, that there is help out there, that they aren't alone. So, and I know overseas in Australia, because I've been overseas and I've been to international conferences and speakers, it's so big out there, the National Stuttering Association. And in, in America and in South Africa, it's quite small. Speakeasy is quite small. So, I mean, I'd love to grow it and get it out there and to have more members, etc. So that is basically, you know, what I would like as well for the stuttering community as such. And so, if people are listening in there and they think, you know, that's I would really benefit from from some support, or you know, my partner, my child, my whoever, or myself. How would people get in touch? Well, um, they are welcome to email me directly, or there's a Speakeasy link, which I will give you is um, www.speakeasy.org.za, or my email is dina d i n a dot 
Lillian, L-I-L-I-A-N at gmail.com. Or Speakeasy again is speakeasy, S-P-E-A-K-E-A-S-Y dot org dot Z-A. So either one of those. Wonderful. Dina, thank you so much for, uh, for, for making time to speak to us this evening. And I'm really hoping and I'm, I'm quite sure that uh, some people will have been listening in and thinking that, you know, that's, that sounds just the thing and that's just the kind of support that I need. So, uh, so thank you again for, for taking time to speak to us and thank you for your help um, and thank you for the, the support group as well. And, uh, and of course, it's, it's wonderful for us to be able to do our bit and, uh, and hopefully um, put the, the message out there that support is available um, for those who, who have a stutter if they you know if, or a friend or, or family member uh, so once again uh, Dina Lillian thanks so much uh, for joining me this evening